Welcome everyone to the Russell Show. I'm your host Russell Chaudhary and can't wait to jump into this podcast episode. Episode number 138, we have a special guest, Mei Zaki. So in this episode, we'll discuss with Mei the topic of how she built two of her own businesses from the ground up as a mom. And so don't forget to subscribe, leave a review on our podcast and let's dive in. Hi, May. Thank you so much for joining me in this podcast episode. Really appreciate it. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Yeah, the pleasure is mine. Thank you. I'm doing absolutely fine. Although last weekend I was in a hospital and everything, but oh. doing a lot really good. So yeah, I'd uh, love to have a conversation with you. I know like you built a couple of businesses. You originally from Egypt to move to Australia. It's quite a bit of a journey for you. And yeah, like uh, you mentioned earlier, our conversation, like you dealt with depression, anxieties, etc., mental health. So yeah, before we jump into like talking about depression, mental health and dealing with the businesses, I'd love to know the fact like, what actually made you move to Australia and starting a couple of businesses? Uh, actually, I moved to Australia with my family. Yeah. I was like, I was a wife. So we decided, my husband and I decided to take the kids and go to Australia for better future. Right. And uh, I wasn't thinking at all about like starting a business. Actually, my background was in marketing. Yes, but I didn't um had a job before i was mm. taking care of the kids all the time so i didn't have in mind the idea that i would be a business owner one day if you told me may you will be having you will be running two businesses in the future i was like mm, he's crazy you know like yeah it never came to my mind so we stayed in australia a couple of months until i realized that I had to take like a new qualification or to upgrade my own qualifications in order to have a job. Mm -hmm. So I was completely passionate about wellness and eating healthy and losing weight because at that time I was 20 kilos more and I dealt with emotional eating all of my life. Yeah, And I wasn't really aware that this is emotional eating and I didn't, uh, I wasn't aware that this is depression that I was dealing with. Mm. So I was dieting as everyone else. Let's diet. I want to lose weight. Let's go on a diet, you know, and I fail and it, you know, makes things worse. So at that time I decided, wow, let's start a qualification in nutrition in weight management and I'm completely grateful for this opportunity to be honest because it's completely transformed me as a woman as a mom Um, like I lost weight in a healthy way Uh, I shifted my mindset I overcame my limiting beliefs about myself my body image was completely devastated completely ruined yeah Uh, I overcame all of these so it's it's kind of psychological issues it's not just the body and the scale and the weight you know and from this point I decided okay let's raise awareness to women that whenever you think of dieting you are Mm -hmm. actually making things worse dieting is not helping you it will make things worse it will put you in more devastation more depression and it will ruin your body image and your self uh, self self-belief about yourself yeah so basically the goal itself like losing again into diet is not right goal to set right you have to like a different way around so what actually you focused on actually i focus mainly about shifting the mindset and limiting Mm -hmm. beliefs overcoming limiting beliefs because once you do this you are on the right track even if you are taking a year 
to achieve your ideal body, but yeah. still you are on the right track. There is no coming back. You know, you are just grateful for your health. You yeah. love your body. You are treating your body and your mind with respect. Mm. So you are mindful anyway, even if it's taking a couple of months, a couple of years, but you are on the right track. At least you are not, you know, um, ruining your mindset, ruining yeah. your, you are not putting yourself into anxiety and depression and emotional eating. So healing yourself more. Mm. Yeah. So basically, rather than focusing on a diet, just focus on choices we're making day-to-day life, right? Like what we're actually eating day-to-day rather than saying, I want to diet. <laughs> and then yes. you have like a cheat day and you're eating like an extra 5,000 calories. And then when you're weighting your scale after a week, you see like a, instead of losing weight, you gained another one kg or half a pound. And then you're demotivated and you feel like, oh, just leave that on the side and we're not going to do that, like a dieting anymore. So yeah, I, I did the same thing. Like I became so many times in my life, like overweight, age 10, I was overweight age 15 I was overweight even though I was age 24 I was really really overweight from 67 kg to I went to 97 30 kg within like three months time uh, mm. yeah I was in the proper illnesses so because of my immune system it doesn't work properly so it's fluctuate from one stone two stone sometimes three stone goes beyond that so my diet even though in the same place but I have to adjust it with some activities mm. I need to do so yeah, it's just a mindset things. Like if I gave up, then obviously I wouldn't be in uh, like five times where I'm right now. And <laughs> yeah, you can't really stop that. So yeah, let's talk about like, how did you come up with it? Like starting them a couple of businesses in a two different uh, industry, I'll say. Like, how did you come up with the idea? Uh, when I started to say, uh, to like, to de- decided to raise awareness yeah. in the community and reaching out to women like please stop dieting um, and raising awareness about the immediate social media and how it affects your mindset and limiting beliefs more yeah so i started to say let's do it in a very professional way so let's mm. start a business and i have no idea no experience even my friends and family i have no one in my family or friends yeah who started who is having his or her business so I just started looking for communities, business communities, business coaches to, to build a very professional and solid foundation because I want women when they come to, um, to me and say, coach me, I want to get out of this emotional eating and dieting cycle. Mm-hmm. I don't want her, you know, this is a common thing in the business to be a returning client. No, I want her to be empowered enough that, that that's it. You know, she yeah. is on the right track and she is equipped and she knows how to like, as if you are uh, helping a baby to walk, that's it. The baby is walking. So yeah. she doesn't need your help anymore. So it's a kind of ethical mindset, mm. you know? So uh, I started the first business, Roshaka, and then my son got into depression. So it, I had to focus on him. And the same time, because I was in depression from age maybe 16, 15 with emotional eating. So I finally found my healing um, time or this is my, this is my passion. You know, I didn't want to quit my business. So I decided to pivot. So instead of having a practice, physical practice, let's have an online practice. Mm -hmm. And from there, COVID started and I started like having my own platform. And because I coach only women, yeah. other 
their husbands and their kids come to me as well and they ask me exactly like you the same we are all in the same you know challenge facing mm -hmm. the same challenges but i had built this business for women so i decided to build a new business and called reviving corporates because most men are into the nine to five yeah. uh, jobs and still they have this limiting beliefs body image the same and they are facing of course physical challenges because of their mindset so i decided to go there and transform the whole corporate world and transform the, the organization from inside out and speak to people and raise awareness about their own wellness yeah. and not raise awareness just give them practical tips just do this and you will have a good night's sleep when you have a good night's sleep you will wake up fresh and motivated do this to come to work and you will be like firing up your metabolism all day long mm -hmm. stuff like that so it's a holistic approach as well so that's why I built the, the other business, which is Reviving Corporates. It's focused on wellness, but yeah. basically for, for everyone, men and women. Yeah, that, that's great. And how are you managing? Like you have like a children as well and like um, managing two couple of businesses. It, it's not like easy things to do. So how are you managing your time and mental being as well? First of all, my mental well-being is my first priority because from my background and my own struggles, yeah. I really appreciate my own serene time. I call mm -hmm. it serene time or serene mind. So um, it's my first priority ever. And this what made me actually a better mom because before I wasn't a very good mom. I was yelling, nervous, mm -hmm. anxious. Now I'm way better. I'm way friendly more mm -hmm. with my kids because I have two teenagers, one 18, 16 and eight. Okay. So I have to be present in a, in a friendly way with them. So um, what I'm really grateful for that when my son got into depression five years ago, when I decided to build an online practice and online platform, mm -hmm. I said, this is the ultimate freedom that I have, that I can manage my business at home yeah. while taking care of my kids. And since then, I appreciate really this opportunity. Like I'm really mm -hmm. grateful for it. So even now I'm talking to you in Egypt, right yeah. so when my husband decided to come back to egypt and i had to take care of my mom i took my laptop and still <laughs> managing my business and still talking yeah. to my clients still talking to my team and i'm really grateful for you know uh, we decide maybe we will go back to australia in a couple of months so still my laptop with me i'm going there yeah. you know so I'm freedom, really, it? yeah it's it's like the ultimate gift that i have in my life to be honest yeah yeah, that's great. Let's talk about depression. I know it's a severe thing and people don't actually like to talk about it because they don't want to say I'm a victim of like a depression. They're like, I'm fine and ignore it, especially in a man. A woman, they tend to be talked to someone, probably their friends, families, or talking to the husband. But you've probably seen in your husband as well because guy goes that thing like they don't want to share everything even though they're upset something is wrong they don't want to share it they're dealing with try to deal with themselves and it's actually really really harming themselves rather than doing something good for them so what what do you actually did when you was in a depression and your son is in a depression what was the steps you took in order to get out of depressions first like if you are aware because you know sometimes uh, when i was in depression in my 20s Mm -hmm. I really wasn't aware that this is depression. You okay. know? 
Yeah. And the society, the community around me didn't tell me that may this is a sign of your emotional eating is not sign of you are addicted to mm. food as the social media always tells you. Yeah. It's a sign of another thing, all right? So maybe building the awareness for sometimes someone else is depressed. Like for instance, my son was depressed. Mm -hmm. So I knew it. He didn't know. He, did, he wasn't aware. So it was my time to start taking action. Yeah. talking to him, taking him to ask and seek help. You know, um, in Australia, there were a lot of facilities and a lot of help out there. Yeah. I'm not sure about different countries, but I'm sure that there is a psychologist. There is a, you know, like social worker around you. You can ask for help. Mm. Just say, I am sick. Say, I'm not okay, but I'm not sure what is wrong with me. Just say, yeah. you know what I mean? It doesn't hurt your masculine you know identity yeah. whatsoever because when you are depressed you are not only hurting yourself you are hurting the people around you yeah so people around you really loves you and they they really care they want you because when i saw my son i really hated seeing him like this i know that he has a lot to experience mm. through life so this is what made me move let's go let's talk you know, yeah. I was a bit different because my son didn't show any kind of suicidal thoughts, mm -hmm. but sometimes it's a bit dangerous. So yeah. if you know someone who is really resisting to go ask for help, please find a way to attract him, you know, to, to seek help from a mental, prof mental health professional. Yeah. And if I'm telling you, because I experienced this with my husband as well. And I experienced, um, even he was one of my inspiration to start reviving corporates because he's a corporate guy mm -hmm. forever from since, I don't know. And he really takes in. And when I was writing my marketing copies, yeah. so I was like, can I take your opinion? Because you are my ideal client now. So can I just <laughs> have your feedback? And he's like, okay. So when I read the marketing copy, he was like, you hurt me in the heart you just i cannot tell you what i'm like as if you are saying all of my what is really do uh, uh, i'm experiencing in my heart yeah like so it's you know it's okay to ask for help i i really want to say it in another words powerful words but seriously you are a human being in the end of the day you yeah. don't have superpowers so it's okay to to ask for help and to have limiting beliefs. This mm. is from this is okay as long as you are human and you are human. Yeah. So please ask for help. This is for your own safety and your own um, like don't deserve you. Don't disappoint yourself. You know, yeah. like yeah, like, I I totally. I agree with you on that because like I've been through like a severe depression when I was age 14 uh, you know probably I lost both of my parents at the same time like within the same year three months time and I, I didn't know how to react to it and there was no like YouTube there is no so psychologist or anyone or life coaches back then I, I knew of and all of my family my siblings everyone was in the UK so I was only left alone there no cousin mm -hmm. or no uh, anyone like close to me 
few friends here there, but they are like my age as well. So they never dealt with the depression. They never dealt with the losses of losing their parents. So how they can tell me what to do or not to do. So luckily I had one of my sisters. She's like kind of my life coach and everything. She was ringing me every single day. And that's why I got the mental support. But even then I needed to get some medical help. I mm. asked for like anti-depression pills. I took my sleeping pills because I couldn't sleep. And even when going through that, sometimes I felt really, really hopeless. I felt like suicidal. But we have like a belief system. Like I know you are Muslim and I'm Muslim myself. It is like forbidden for us to like commit a suicide or anything. So every time it comes to it, I bring in my religion into it and actually stopped me. And another thing really, really helped me during that time is like going to mosque. So those who's mm. believing, they can go to the church, go to their uh, like uh, temple, going to the mosque if you're a uh, Muslim. So believe in like a God or superpower, you have to be. Otherwise, like uh, who are you going to have like hope for? You'll be like totally hopeless because the people are human and doctors, they can't solve the problem. They're probably going to give the antidepressant pills. What's in the pill? It's just like putting you sleep. Your brain works really slow. So you can't do like normal activities. Like back then I take an antidepressant, then I literally couldn't memorize a single sentence. My brain was proper, proper, like slow. I couldn't mm. memorize a one single sentence because I was in year 10 in a school. And on the exam paper, I, I wrote it like, I don't know, answer any of them all of them question paper because I was papa blank because of the medication and mm -hmm. uh, realizing that, that that's not helping you that's not the solution for like getting out of the depression from the medication taking a medication you just mm -hmm. you have to take a full control of it ask for help and ask for help in the mentally not like physically I know physically you need like anti uh, depression medication for like a month or two but after that if you take it for years and years then you killing yourself and yeah i need to have like some kind of belief wherever you believe in a god universe and whatever it is for us like obviously god without that we couldn't cope it <laughs> and okay. i hope like you agree with me that on the same thing actually it was my first like this is the this is the only thing that i uh, i was going to like um I was praying all the time. I was making sujood yeah. all the time. I was crying in my sujood. You know, I was yeah. just making dua. I had, of course, yeah. I'm taking action. I'm, you know, but in the end of the day, sometimes it's really, even the pill doesn't do anything. No, yeah. You know, sometimes because when we went through this, I learned a lot about other people who mm. had to go through severe uh, depression and they had the pill and the pill didn't do anything. You know, yeah. know what I mean? So I was making dua all the time. I was making sujood all the time, uh, crying. But I was talking to my son as well, because when mm. you said believe, I was talking to my son and I was like, Abdurrahman, I used to anchor him with what he used to love. Right. And I was like, you play tennis really amazing, like Roger Federer, you know, so you are the future. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, because I was testing, is he's having any kind of mental suicide, uh, mm. suicidal uh, thoughts? And he said, and he started to say, no, I really want to travel. I really want to go to visit Turkey and Russia. And I don't want to go to US a bit, but I want to go France. So he started to have some goals. Yeah. Like, so I was like, okay, that's good. So we have to work with the mm. therapist. Although he didn't have the energy to work with the therapist and he wasn't really active with them, but still he had inside this positivity that I don't want yeah. to end it. I want to go out. 
I don't have the energy to go out. I don't I know I don't know how, but at least I don't want to end my life. You know, I want to get out of it. Yeah. So we started, but we had to go into medication. And another thing I want to say, don't like don't um like don't judge opportunities because it might some people no 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 we are not taking antidepressant. Sometimes your physical chemical reactions inside yeah. your brain needs a bit of regulations yeah. and this is done by medication this is yeah. not a bad thing but it has to be done under a very professional yeah. psych um, uh, profession health professionals because yeah also for yeah. a limited period of the time for if you're it's, dependent on it because a lot of people get dependent on like a sleeping pills and antidepressant they take it as like a drugs you know how drugs addict uh, become a dependent on the drugs same exactly. same happens like if with sleeping pills and all the antidepressant medication and which is not good for one month two months three months time or probably prescribed to for like six months if you're very very severe then other than that you need to take out of it and find a Actually, way it is it's like trying to avoid the extremes like don't yeah. say uh, i'm not going for antidepressant because you might yeah. need it and don't say okay i'm relying totally no just mm. take it as a reason to get yeah. out of yeah. your current state and then you can use exercise yeah. eating well having goals working uh, traveling you know this can really regulate all that dopamine in your mind so yeah. gradually you can take this medicine out of your life but i have to say it like 100 times just under a professional medical yeah. um, you know like don't just decide to stop or don't just decide to continue don't you know you have to mm. go under a professional medical professional supervision yeah and also is the most important thing like uh, depression happens when you something happened in the past and we blame ourselves or blame someone else so when we actually take full responsibility ourselves and accept what consequences happened in the past because you can't change the past anymore so what you can do is just focus on the future and present moment and even though in a future if you stay too much in a the future then you have like anxiety and fear because you don't know the unknown at the same yes. time what you can do is appreciate what you have in the current moment so probably you lost your parents probably you lost your job business your family got divorced or something but what stuff what do you have right now probably you got great health probably you lost your health probably have like a great spouse probably have a great family uh friends you doing well in a business or career so there is something you can find always to appreciate is the gratitude which is like most important thing how yes. how important do you think like a gratitude for for yourself actually gratitude this everything i remember when my son was really into depression and he was hospitalized mm. and um, before no before uh, he's hospitalized he used to have panic attacks okay he used to come to me and he's really really you know he's panic attacked so at that moment i was like trying to calm him try to take his hands and try to practice grounding and stuff like that but yeah. i was really grateful at that time i was like instead of thinking oh my god he's 14 15 years old he should be going out playing soccer having fun going to the beach serving all of these kind of things i was saying alhamdulillah thank god at least he's yeah. with me i'm seeing him instead of going into something the unknown he might go into drugs or having uh, a sexual relationship with someone or you know what i mean at least yeah. at least 
So even at that very, very hard moment, dark moment, I still shifted my mindset. I said, that's completely fine. I'm grateful for this moment. He's with me. I'm taking care of him. He's with me, in my own hands. Mm. You know what I mean? So even this, what made me have the momentum to continue taking care of him. But yeah. instead of having this negative mindset of he's missing everything, he should be going out, blah, 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 blah. I will be completely drained. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? I will be into depression myself. It's true. So grateful, like being great, grateful for what you have. Even if, even when I'm talking to my, to clients who I coach, yeah. they have this mindset of, we are addicted to sugar. And I always say there is no addiction to sugar. Sugar is not an addicting kind of, you know, material, yeah. uh, food. So I was like, okay, if you want chocolate, instead of saying this is addic addiction, this is addiction, and you are really craving it inside, mm -hmm. get the chocolate and put it and be grateful for it. Be grateful for your own body. You know, practice gratitude for, mm -hmm. for only 30 seconds and just taste it. Yeah. You will take just one bar and you will be completely satisfied. You will not overeat and in the same time will be grateful because some people really don't have sugar to eat. Like they yeah. didn't see sugar, they didn't see this kind of luxury. A chocolate, oh, this is a luxury, you know. People in African countries, they are very, very poor. So even be great, grateful for this small gift, you know, it will completely change how you deal with it. Mm. So chocolate, um, uh, moment with your friends or family, these kind of things will completely change your life, dramatically, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. So yeah, May, uh, we are coming to the end of this podcast. I know we can have the conversation for hours uh, because it's really close to us, the topic. Mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, those who's listening, if anyone wants to learn more about you, your work, or like your business, where's the best place to find you? I have a website. My official website is mayzaki.com. I'm on, on Instagram. Mainly, most of the time, they will see me active on LinkedIn more than Facebook and, and Instagram, but I'm there too. So, and my Reviving Corporates, that's the official website, revivingcorporates.com. Uh, so I'm everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So yeah, I really appreciate you for your time and like, uh, yeah, having a discussion with you is great. So I wish you best of luck and hope your moms get better soon and you can go back to Australia again. And yeah, until then, uh, I wish you best of luck. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And this was really, really nice conversation. You're most welcome. And the pleasure was mine. Uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. So that's a wrap, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. So those who liked our conversation if you want to reach out to me or learn more about our businesses or you want to work with her just go reach out to her on mayzaki.com and also find her on a linkedin or facebook or instagram so yeah i'll talk to you in the next episode take care